See how you always say was moving forward Honesty hurts when you're getting older Gonna say I really miss the way you need me Why you always say I was falling short How you always say you was getting bored Are you leave me out so far away How could it be 20-something all alone still Not a phone in my name Ain't got nothing running from love Only no fear Said that's me Miss 20-something Ain't got nothing running from love I wish you were here Stuck in them 20-somethings We stuck in them 20-somethings Good luck on your 20-something Good luck on your 20-something And God bless you 20-somethings Hoping my twenties something won't end. Hoping we keep the rest of our friends. Praying the twenties something won't kill me, kill me. Weird. Took us so long to separate. It is the ratchet, righteous goddess that stuff them chakras. Make sure you follow the podcast anywhere you can find the podcast at D E M C H A K R A S. Make sure you follow me over there on Instagram for your motivational minute each and every weekday at D E M C H A K R A S. And make sure you follow me over there on Twitter where you receive way more ratchet than you ever were righteous at D E M C H A K R A S. Hey y'all. Hey. If nobody has told you today, please let me be the first to say that I like you and I love you. And family, we are two episodes in a row. We are showing off. Like, let me find out I got something to do during the quarantine. Um, We have a guest in the safe space today. Somebody who is so dope, so amazing, has such good energy. Put me on to one of the best shows I've ever watched on Netflix. Um, <laughs> on Instagram, her name is Akira Moonwalker. Akira, how are you? I am good. I am great. Good. So can you like plug yourself real quick, let people know like, who you are? Um, I am Akira Moonwalker. I you can find me on Instagram at Akira Moonwalker. Pretty much all my social media is Akira Moonwalker. So pretty much any platform you can imagine, you can find me. I am recently thirty, <laughs> trying okay, to figure okay. out life. Um, I just got a puppy. I love to paint. Uh, I'm starting my own like Etsy business, so I'm working on that. I have a podcast um, that I just started not that long ago. We're about to come out of hiatus from all this quarantine stuff. And uh, yeah, I'm just a normal early 30s girl trying to figure it out. <laughs> so um, Akira, actually, I had posted not too long ago about like wanting people on the show. Because for the most part, I just really be in my four walls kicking it with myself and every now and then we'll have like a really great you know like energy come through really great spirit and um two episodes ago we had alicia who is a um, photographer out of dc she's amazing at what she does and we had a really good conversation just about body image and self-esteem and just the overall experience that she gives as a photographer so you guys make sure you check that episode out um and then akira responded to that same post on instagram and she was like you know i'd love to do it so i'm like okay so now i have to find something to talk about <laughs> <laughs> so um i sat down for a minute and i couldn't come up with anything and like a week had gone by and i just i thank creation for her because she checked back in with me because i was like kind of in the point of i've done a couple episodes that you guys will probably never hear just because i was in the house i'm bored it's just shit that i'm talking about but um i finally decided or finally figured out that we could talk about just being 20 like being in our 20s mm. um and just the overall experience of like early adulthood and that introduction to adulthood and how 
these years are so pivotal but at the same time they are so fucking stressful like oh my gosh yeah. i don't know if this is i honestly think that in your 20s i haven't lived my life yet i'm just i'm almost 27 i don't know if it gets worse as time goes on because i don't think it could possibly get any worse than the shit that you try to accomplish in these like nine years of this introduction to adulthood so i was like i'm gonna kick it with the kara because i know that she would have some just overall dope energy because she she put me onto the show that is on netflix called midnight gospel right yeah yeah and it it when I, yo, like you guys have to see the show it is such a good show it's like a show within a show oh yeah um, it's kind of like a podcast like literally a podcast between the actual host and but there's a cartoon to it as well so what you th- what you think you're getting ready to see is nothing like you're you know imagining so when she put me onto that show when i finally watched the first episode i was like if she's anything like what she's recommending then this is getting ready to be an amazing conversation so <laughs> she's like she this is the person that i would talk to about just my 20s like my overall 20s somebody i definitely could feel you know like safe with kicking it and being like really transparent about these past couple of years because they have been very fucking stressful um so before we get into any of that i always ask my guest who you be and that is just a representation of yourself outside of any obligation or mandate you hold to anybody else so outside of being a daughter outside of being a partner outside of being a friend if you were just to look at you and who you are and the characteristics that you have who are you like who do you, who, who you be um hmm i would probably say i am the universe experiencing itself okay <laughs> That is really where I am lately. I've just been, especially with quarantine, I've been home a lot. So I've just been really doing a lot of meditation, a lot of like inner work, trying to figure out myself. And it was great that you wanted to talk about being in your 20s because I just turned 30 uh, toward the beginning of the year. And I was so nervous about the transition because we put so much emphasis on like age and being at a specific place by a specific time. And... I'm just realizing that it's all not as stressful as we make it mm-hmm. and um, you can really be you can you can be easy with yourself and understanding that you're just here to learn the lessons and that there's no perfect timing like you can only walk your own path and that's that's who I am I am you know I'm just me trying to be a part of the everything in the best possible way I can totally relate to that that is that's probably one of the best versions of the universe experiencing itself that I've ever heard. Because that's really what it is. You're this, you're this matter, this this matter who's trying to matter and who's trying to exactly. And it's it, it's this can be like it, this is the stepping stones to life. Like this is really an introduction to adulthood, and it's not anything that you think that you you signed up for. Um, so what I wanted to ask you before we even got into the three pieces of advice that we're going to give to you guys. So Kira, I asked her to come up with three pieces of advice for people mm-hmm. in their twenties. And then I came up with the same, um, you know, three pieces of advice or three different pieces of advice in no particular order or category. Um, but before we went, before we get into that, I wanted to talk to you, um, about if you like knowing what you know now mm-hmm. in your twenties, do you wish that you had more time or more money? I wish I had more time okay. personally. I think that a lot of people uh, look back and wish that they had more money. Mm-hmm. But for me, I spent a very, very long time in my life being someone who played it safe. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I, you know, I went to Howard University. I went to a good school. Um, I grew up very much understanding that I was a smart kid and I was on a path and um, kind of thought that I was going to follow all the kind of generic steps to being a functional adult in this world. And um, I think that I missed out on a lot of really great opportunities because I was so focused on what the supposed supposed checkpoints were. Like, okay, I'm going to get through high school and I'm going to have a really good GPA and then I'm going to go to college. I'm going to go to college. I'm going to buckle down. I'm not going to party. I'm going to just study. I'm going to be part of all these different social clubs so that I can, you know, network and put that on my resume. And honestly, by the time I was a junior, <laughs> I was so burnt out. <laughs> yeah. I was so burnt out and I didn't really even know why I was in school. I didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life. Um, but I just knew that I was doing in quotes what I was supposed to do. So for me personally, you know, I got into the working world pretty early and I always had a decent amount of money in my pocket. Um, I've always been really good at manifesting money. So that's never been like a real struggle for me. I've always been pretty comfortable, but, um, I look back and it, I put a lot of things kind of on the back burner that now I know I should have prioritized when I had less responsibility. Yeah, that, I relate, what? That just hit a nerve. <laughs> that is so true. I think even the fact is, though I'm not out of my 20s, in my 20s, I've lived and I've done so much in reference to just responsibility that I don't feel like I've done enough as a 20-year-old. Like, mm-hmm. where the fuck have I gone? And even in reference to networking, like, okay, like, you meet, you've met people who can, like, help you shape your career, but, like, who's going to help you shape your future? Like, you, yeah. you know, you haven't met, like, your forever friends yet. And, yes, you have all these years to live, but, like, in your 20s, you still feel like you're young enough to drink all fucking night and wake up the next morning and still have some type of, like, you know, oomph to you. People say, like, after 30, like, all your energy just kind of, like, depletes. So you're in these, like you're almost in kind of like a a beltway of life like it's not rush hour at all it's not like one car behind the other it's like you're zooming through these years yep and when you finally turn 30 you think about like well, what do you have to show for it so that i can definitely relate to that like money most definitely wouldn't have been an issue because like your paycheck is your paycheck you know if you want to make more money you just go make more money or you find your side hustles whatever the case may be and although it sounds a lot easier said than done it's fairly fucking easy i don't think that we we give enough attention to that that there's not really a, a crisis out here when it comes to opportunities to make money it's just that people don't put in enough like effort or work and i'm just talking about like people in my age range i know some hustlers but at the same time i know some people who like you said really play it safe i honestly don't think that money would have been the issue you know you split the check in half or whatever you do just in order to travel and to just have experiences because then you get to these years where like now you're solidifying things you're supposed to be doing things and those things aren't getting done and now you just feel like well shit like i I wasted a bunch of time yeah Um, (laughs) that's that's exactly how it feels um it's uh it's very weird how you can see so much so clearly when you look back mm -hmm. but when you're trying to look forward things can be so hazy and so so just it not even to me i just feel like my future is so opaque that i can't see through like it's 
it there's so there's so many little details in it and there's so many different things like you don't know and that's kind of what bothers you but i know for certain that there are certain things that have to happen like you're gonna have to live your life but what does that look like what does that entail you're gonna have to you know make a certain amount of money in order to live comfortably comfortably but what does that look like what are you doing and it gives you some kind of anxiety almost because it's just like when i was in the moment experiencing that year you know when could I have maneuvered my time in order to do something different? Or, you know, what what could I have not done in order to do maybe the alternate or the opposite? Or when I chose one thing, what if I had chosen another thing? But you can't, nobody's a time traveler. You can't go back and redo those years. So yeah, you, you got to either like catch up in the, the next decade or you just kind of, kind of like take that L. And I don't, I don't think that there's a medium. There's no way to just kind of like, well, at least in my mind, I don't think that there's really a medium in that side of live your life or you know follow the straight and narrow and wonder what it is yeah personally i think that uh i wish i had understood then that your 20s is that decade that should probably be pretty much 100 percent about personal development yeah oh my god it yes. should probably all be about figuring out who you are oh and god. what yes. is important to you because your 20s you can you can rebound mm-hmm. from your twenties. Like yep. if you if you mess up your twenties, there's still enough time left in the game for you to get back on track to something else. But as you continue to get older, it's like life just speeds up and you don't have the time for introspection. You don't have the time for, you know, meditation retreats or, you know, I wanna backpack through Europe, I wanna travel cross country. People have careers and families and responsibilities that don't allow kind of that that movement and that fluidity of being able to really explore yourself so i see a lot of people in their 20s now that are so focused on getting to the goal and really the goal should be let me just settle into myself and figure out who i am because this is kind of like where you really develop your personality like it's not it's not really those teenagers like your childhood has a huge fucking effect on your life don't get me wrong but when you're in your 20s you have more liberties like more freedom to do things so this is really where the exercising of choice comes in and it kind of really shapes whatever you do going forward like again like you said you can definitely alter that those choices and you can definitely improve on the things that you feel like you need to improve on down the line but there are people who really i'm not even saying waste their 20s like they live their 20s a little too hard and it's like now that you're in your 30s and 40s, there is no catch-up. Like, you're really starting from the beginning, and you don't even know what that look, look, looks like. Yeah. I think that the character development comes here because you have so many choices to make. It's like a Sims game. Like, you're this avatar, and mm-hmm. whatever you want to do to it, you can do to it. And it's really, really interesting to see how how it goes with you but then like those people that you love around you that are within that same age range now you're comparing yourself to that person or the comparisons coming from family and friends it's these are really like the the years of personal development like you said that we just i never i never thought of it see that's why she's here um so i did have another question for you knowing what you know now what advice from your teenage years in reference to growing up is the biggest pile of bullshit uh, what advice from my teenage years is the biggest pile of bullshit? Um, study hard, uh, go to like the conventional version of like go to college, get an education, get a degree. I know so many people that either don't have a degree and are doing well, you know, have figured out a niche for them specifically where it's just like, you know, 
I like to make XYZ or I have this special skill and I found a way to monetize it and whether I have a degree or not doesn't matter. Um, and also I know so many people who do have degrees that are not passionate about what they do, don't make the kind of money that they wanted to, are completely burdened by debt. Um, I think that we are at a very real transition where we're seeing a lot of the old institutions that made up the world no longer function the way that we need them to for us to be, you know, uh, the world that we want to be. And I think that education is really one of those. You know, I personally, if you know you want to be a doctor, you have to go to school for that, go to school. But if you don't really know what your calling is or what you want to do, or you just want to be a businessman, or you just want to, um, you know, you want to have your own company, you want to be an influencer, you want to do anything related to the online or social media sphere, which is a lot of what kids want to do nowadays, school does not matter. Exactly. Like, don't even do it. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your money. Use the years while you're young and spry and you've got big dreams and you're on fire and you're super passionate. Just grind. Just whatever your hustle is, just grind at it. And you will be so much further in the four years from 18 to 22 than someone who goes to college for four years, gets out, has an unpaid internship for another year, is living in an apartment with five roommates <laughs> and eating ramen. Like, I know so many people that played by the rules and we're now in a space where we're realizing that the rules don't really apply anymore. I think that that's something that I wish that I had kind of taken the advice on. Um, I didn't finish college, but it was for that reason. It was just like, I, I didn't want to be a nurse anymore. I didn't want to be in the medical field anymore. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just didn't know that I, I knew that I didn't want to do that. So it was just like, I'm just, I'm literally $1,200 away from paying back tuition. And I went to school the year I graduated. So I literally have been out of college or been out of high school damn near a decade. And mm -hmm. I'm just paying off my tuition for two years of college. And yep. it's just like, you have to work damn near two years in the hole almost is what it feels like in order to just feel like you're breaking even when it comes to student loans and tuition. And, and I'm just talking about a bachelor's degree, like masters doctors uh, that's when things get complicated when it comes to finances and you still have to live your life um i think one of the pieces of advice that my family gave me at young, a young age is like when you get in your 20s meet a nice man kind of like settle down have a couple kids like closer to the end of your 30s and that way in your 30s you can kind of just live i think that that's the biggest problem bullshit one i have a child mm -hmm. i love him i truly do however i feel like I just kind of recently found myself completely like really found my footing and my grounding last year and he didn't stop anything but it was definitely a lot harder to do things and I had to consider him for so many different things mm. that I felt like I could have I could have done this already like if I didn't have a kid this could have been done you know two or three years ago that's not to say that my mindset would have been in a place where I would have been ready to accept all of the blessings and challenges and things that were you know placed in my life last year but it was definitely um, an eye-opener for me when it came down to just anything, like traveling. Um, and 
I'm not talking about like traveling for self. I'm talking about traveling for business situations. Like people were reaching out to me to like travel places, and it wasn't just you know the car ride. It was like you got to get on a plane. So yeah. then you're like talking, you're co-parenting, so you're talking to his dad. Like okay, you know what does your work schedule look like for this week? Because I'm gonna be gone Thursday to Monday. And shout out to shout out to his dad because we work so fucking well together. We work so well together, and I have such a huge support system. I can only imagine what it would be like if. I didn't have that. Like it was, it was already rough enough because I'm having to like cancel things and reschedule things and move things around. But my family saying like, have your kids young so that you know, like you can live your life later on. And it's like for what? Because I'm getting ready to bring them into this shitty mess I call my life, and I'm not even. I, I can't even take care of me, damn near. So you want me to bring a whole nother life in this and to do what with it? Like I, I have to keep it alive. I have to, you know, feed me and him. It's just yeah. it's a lot. So I don't he's not a burden at all it's just it's a delay in a lot of things so i think that that is the biggest piece of bullshit my family could have ever told me and i didn't have him to like have i didn't plan for him at all though i don't want nobody thinking like i sat down with that like we're gonna have a kid it's just that <laughs> i didn't have a um a huge success rate with pregnancy because i have endometriosis so i like pregnancies for me are like 10 to 30 percent survival rate and when I had him, there was so much bullshit in the beginning. I was like, if I make it past the second trimester, I'm having this kid. And, like, I made it into, like, the mid of the second trimester. And, like, my cervix finally closed. And I was like, oh, he's in there to, like, stay. So he's cool. I was like, oh, then this has to be a thing. This is, like, my miracle baby. Yeah. And he's my best fucking friend. Like, we kick it all the time. And he looks just like me. Like, he oh, is that's awesome. spitting image. So I know for a fact that, like, what I did was the right thing to do. In my heart of hearts, I don't regret it at all. I just know now as a parent not only do I have to consider shit for me but I have to consider shit for him and that's in anything that I do I might want to take yeah. a job offer I might want to do anything and then you throw his dad in the mix I have to consider him because he's not a deadbeat dad he wants to be in his son's life so you, there are things that you really have to consider when you have a kid because you don't just bring a life into this world you're sharing this life with another life and that's another thing and it's like communication all that so i don't know what the fuck my family was thinking when they were just like no have kids young get married. <laughs> that's a crock of bullshit don't do it i'm honestly telling y'all don't if you haven't done it already don't fucking do it it's not worth it run the yeah away <laughs> it's not worth it i agree 100 percent. i think that's kind of uh the mindset of especially like older generations mm -hmm. where that's just what people did you know if you go back to our grandparents then by the time you were getting out of high school you were looking to get married and start a family you know and by the time it's our parents then you know definitely out of college but i think that now it's i think that this generation um has more of a focus on self yeah. and not in like a selfish way but in understanding that most of us i think grew up with a lot of trauma because our parents even though they did the best that they could they weren't the best version of themselves they didn't even necessarily know themselves and i think a, a big way to break that cycle is to make sure that you are in a really grounded place before you take on that kind of responsibility you know i think that there's a lot of people who have kids that come to realize that they don't even like kids you know that they don't even really want to be a parent but it's just what they thought was the next logical step for them so i think it's good to definitely take that time i think that you know know thyself is the number one thing for every human being like really get to know yourself 
because it, it, I think that I can, at least I can say for my parents, because my parents are wrong at all, but I see a lot of similarities in them. I think that my parents were the last of a generation in both of their families to follow the advice of the generation before them. Because, like, once my parents had me, I didn't listen to none of that shit. Like, <laughs> my younger years, it was like, okay, well, I have to heed to their advice. They're my elders. But when I got old enough to understand choice and to understand that, like, I could make my own decisions, I stopped doing a lot. Like, I stopped going to church. I stopped wearing certain shit. I stopped putting perms on my head. Like, it was just, mm-hmm. like, I'm just not doing certain shit anymore. And I don't know what type of agenda or what type of, you know, like, lifestyle you guys are trying to fit me into. It's just not going to work for me. I've always been a free thinker. I've always asked a bunch questions and the older I get the people who have stuck around like the people who I really think are going to be my forever friends and family they're a lot like me and I realize that a lot of us are within that same age range where our parents before us were really the last people to be like okay well I'm just gonna follow my parents footsteps and now us as these millennials or whatever the fuck they call us we're looking back and we're like I don't want to do that that's not fun for me that looks horrible it looks traumatizing zero out of ten would not recommend what the fuck is that so i think i think and it's also a lot healthier like you said know thyself it's a lot healthier for us now in reference to like the overall lifestyle that people are people are living a lot more free and people are understanding mental health and we're making a lot of things more normal we're still dealing with a lot of shit oh yeah there are certain things that we're making more normal like people who make jokes about their trauma instead of like laughing with them we're like no it's okay to admit that you were like you know you went through some shit as a kid oh yeah like let's talk about it you don't have to crack jokes about it and we've created this super comfortable space on social media and like support group circles within our communities it's really i think it's really dope to see especially black people especially women of color living more freely like i see a lot of women walking out walking around with no bra on i see a lot of women you know like wearing their natural hair it's actually really funny you said the no bra thing because i was talking about that earlier today (laughs) i think it's such a uh refreshing movement to see that people are just starting to really know themselves and to know what's comfortable for them and to to say shit out loud i love the normalization of like smoking marijuana it's not like a, a thuggish thing anymore it's people are recognizing the health benefits of like you know cannabis and ju- it life is just so much more free now and meditation is, is a lot more normalized but people have also um created these really weird stereotypes about a lot of shit too like meditation and sound bowls like you have to be this hippie or you have to be no, like a no. person yeah. so I think that it's really healthy that you're seeing like trap yoga and you're seeing people who are taking things and making it fit their lifestyle and nobody's like shaming them for that it makes sense to me that like you're sage in your house and you're like yes bitch do that if that's what fits your lifestyle do it and I just think it's so fucking refreshing to see that people are so unapologetic about who they be now it's like well this is me and I don't know what the fuck y'all on and even when their parents are not accepting of that shit anymore, it doesn't bother them as much. It hurts. But they're just like, okay, well, my parents don't agree with it. Mom, dad don't agree. I got to go get my own space. Or I got to get into a space or get around energy that does. We have no problem with getting the fuck out of shit. Like, at all. Oh, we have yeah. no problem with ghosting. We be out. But I have more respect for that now. Now that I am the age that I am. Because I better understand that there's certain shit that we were running from to like really protect ourselves and now we're just facing that shit head on and we're just unapologetic about it and it's refreshing as fuck to see like i love seeing it's I really love amazing people watching anime like all that shit that is that that makes me feel good that people can be so open about shit now um i think his name's keats um, oh i love like, keats yeah he does the planets like, yes yeah he is like an unapologetic black man and he's very much still black 
there are so many like black women nowadays who are just living in their black but it it it's a plethora of things and they have no shame in that and that's what i like to see and i like to see that there's so many kids who are younger than us like my little sister's 12 she watches keats she watches like you know natural hair tutorials she's not all about the glitz and glam she asked me about my sound bowls about why i do everything like basically natural why i've cut you know like started cutting meat out of my diet we have these conversations now and it's normal for her she's not like okay that's weird she's like oh shit well i've seen other people do it too okay well i might be able to cut meat out and you know like her grandmother's like no girl you need to eat a pork chop no she's like no granny i'm good you know like i'm gonna try this vegan she's gonna try this vegetarian yeah she smacks so i like to see stuff like that i think that and I don't want to sound too hippie woo-woo, but I really, really do think that we are just in a transition. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm I'm really big into not just astrology, but also astronomy and how the stars move and how everything is all connected and how everything has its own specific energy and vibration and how that, uh, I guess, like correlates to, like, the real the the three-dimensional reality that we experience and there's so many things right now that line up like honestly too many to even bring up mm-hmm. but things that are in retrograde and things that are square and like things that are moving in a way that just signals that we really are in a place where we're upgrading you know where we're we're making some changes for the better finally and you know, everything that's going on right now, they're all things that I think always existed. Like, you know, black kids have been watching anime. Yeah. I think that most of us grew up on Toonami watching Dragon Ball Z and Sailor Moon and stuff like that. And um, I think that now we're just realizing that to be black doesn't have to be defined by someone else's version of what that is. And that even in being black, or, you know, even outside of being black, being, you know, Asian, being Middle Eastern, that all these different boxes that we often put ourselves in or allow other people to put us into don't have to rob you of your individuality. And that's really like the number one thing is, you know, I hate to keep saying it, but like knowing yourself and outside of anybody else's perception of what that has to mean. And uh, it's, it's awesome. It's amazing to watch. So, in in talking about an introduction to adulthood, in your introduction to adulthood, so your years, 20 to 29, Mm -hmm. what are two things that you knew for sure were going to happen and actually did happen, and one thing that you just knew for sure that was going to happen and it didn't? Okay. So, you want one of each? One thing, two of each. Two of actually manifested and one of just was like, well, damn, what the fuck? Okay. (laughs) Um, Two things that I knew were going to happen. I knew that... I was going to get my own place and I knew that I was going to find a career path and both those things happened not in the way that I imagined that they would happen but they did happen um I am a branch manager at a credit union right now I don't define myself by my job because honestly I think it's kind of dumb you know <laughs> I don't really believe in the the banking system as we have it just because i know that there are a lot of things that happen at the top that don't benefit 
the rest of us at the bottom, you know, the 99 versus the 1% kind of scenarios. But I use my job as an opportunity to try and help people that are here in the struggle with me. You know, for now, this is the system that we have. So I try and know everything I can about how to leverage whatever you can to make your life as easy as possible. So that's something that I feel good about, but I know it's not my forever calling. It's what pays the bills and it's a way for me to help people, you know, in my daily life. So it's fine for now. Um, and I knew I was going to move out of my parents' house as quickly as possible. Um, me and my dad had a very tumultuous relationship as I was growing up, mostly because we are very similar. We are both very, very stubborn. And I really do believe that a lot of times the people that you deal with are a mirror and, you know, the things that you dislike about them are often the things that you dislike about yourself reflected back at you. And uh, for me, moving out of the house was a great way for me to kind of see myself in him. You know, when you remove yourself from the environment and then you find yourself doing things that this other person used to do that you were so upset about, it really makes you take a, a closer look at who you are outside of who they told you you were. And um, it was it was really good. You know, we have a great relationship now. I think that sometimes leaving the nest just gives you kind of that space for your your parents to see you less as just their kid and more as an adult um, and kind of give you a little bit more respect because of that, because you're making your own way. Um, but those are two things that I knew, you know, OK, sometime, at some point in my 20s, I'm going to get on some type of real career track toward making a lot of money. And I'm going to move out of my parents' house. I'm going to be a lot happier for it. And both those things were true. Um, the thing that I thought would happen that didn't happen was I thought that I would find the right man and live happily ever after, you know? And I thought that it was going to be as simple as everything else, you know? This is on my list. I'm going to do what I have to do to get the job right. I'm going to do what I have to do to have a nice place. And I'm going to do what I have to do to have the right man in my life. And that's the thing that has not manifested at present. I've had some really good relationships. I've had some really crappy relationships. But um, I think now more than ever, I'm just I'm really learning myself. I'm learning, you know, my own traumas and my own triggers and, you know, my own defense mechanisms and my patterns of behavior and how those things have both, you know, attributed to me currently being single and why it's probably for the best for me to be single right now. Um, I can admit that I'm kind of selfish right now. And I think that we often think that being selfish is bad or wrong just because, you know, you should care about others. But I don't think that I'm being selfish because I don't care about others. I think I'm being selfish right now because I know whoever the person for me is deserves the best version of me that I can be. And to do that, I have to really focus on myself in this moment so that I can be a better version of myself. Most definitely. And I... I can definitely relate to that. I think the the two things that I knew for sure were going to happen and they did um, were me going into public speaking. I knew that even if it wasn't full time or it wasn't what I was doing directly, I did so much as a child and just like solos and poetry and 
spelling bees and shit like that i'm like i'm gonna end up talking to somebody i love to talk i'm gonna talk all fucking day <laughs> and somebody's gonna pay me for it and that that definitely has started to happen it's definitely started to manifest and i'm really proud of that endeavor um i think the second thing that i knew would manifest as crazy as and it doesn't sound crazy at all but as a child, I don't know what child knows for, for a fact, but I knew that I was going to have a bunch of tattoos. Like, <laughs> my brother got, the more that my brother got, because my brother's eight years older than me, so the more my brother got tattoos and I started seeing them, I'm just like, that's going to be me. Like, I'm going to have, I'm going to let people draw on me all the time and it's just going to be so many different things. I didn't know that I would have the respect that I do for tattoos or just for ink on the body in general. Um, just because I was young, I was very just ignorant to what a tattoo was. I was just like, people draw on you and it's permanent. So I was like, I know I want this, and I want this, and I want this. But as I got older, I have a true respect for the art and um, just like a process that I go through before I get tattoos and um, just like in finding a tattoo artist, all those things. Like I take all that shit super serious. Um, so I knew for a fact that I would have a lot of tattoos. Right now I have nine, but probably by the year being over, I'll probably have something like 15 oh wow yeah like i just i i just want to just spend some time just in that space that's meditation to me within itself when i'm just kind of allowing this pain to be inflicted upon me and i've gone through some some inner pain i'm so glad you mentioned that yeah finally being able to give it some type of voice like yeah sound of that needle and just the overall just irritation to the skin it's painful if somebody tells you a tattoo is not painful the shit is painful oh yeah it hurts it's it's such a release of emotions your body has so much adrenaline pumping through it because you're trying to get through that when it's all said and done there are times where i've fallen asleep it's like euphoria i love it because you your mind starts to get to a place you put those headphones in or you're talking tattoo artists are like therapists too because they ask you like what's the reason for the piece yeah when you find a tattoo artist who's really serious about their craft they become like your best friend and it's somebody who you kick it with and they talk to you about what you're getting ready to put on your body and they walk you through that process and you develop this relationship with this person even if it's just for a couple of hours they become like your therapist or you find yourself in a place like you said of euphoria where you just like you don't want to be bothered and they respect that that energy bounces off of each other and tattoo shops or just like a tattoo artist's home when they're really about their shit it's one of the most like clean and peaceful and pristine areas to be in like even if it's in like your homeboy's basement if he's serious about his shit it smells like incense down there you like he's like and yep. he doesn't even know that he's doing this for you like these incense are lit so it's a certain scent down there it's the smell of the green alcohol it's the smell of the ink all these things put you in this place and there's really no type of word for it other than euphoric because when you come out of it and you see that piece and you're like you know i sat here and i toughed that shit out and this is a representation of some shit that i survived it's something totally indescribable it's such a good fucking feeling you are speaking my language girl (laughs) because i literally just was telling somebody that i want to get my shin done Mm -hmm. uh i i just i have a puppy now but my last dog i had for 14 years she died last july and it was it was the first time I lost like a pet. I've lost people, but I've never lost like a dog. That was my only dog I ever had. Um, and it's such a, a different kind of pain because I wouldn't say it's worse than losing a person, but the love of an animal is so unconditional and so enveloping. Like you really are their entire world. Um, so it was such a weird feeling to now be in this apartment by myself with no other energy. Um, so I really want to get like a memorial piece on my shin and someone was like, oh, that's going to hurt so bad. And I was explaining to them like, 
the best part of like a tattoo is that it has to hurt. There's something so cathartic about going through the hours of pain and just the jarring needle against a bone and flesh and then afterwards being left with something beautiful that you know you, you will carry with you for the rest of your life. It's such a specific kind of release that I think only people who are into tattoos really understand, but the people who understand, understand so completely that it's a, it's kind of indescribable otherwise. Yeah. When you, when you get a tattoo, anybody who's been tattooed and you're not going to get tattoos for like the, the trend of it, when you're going to get a tattoo because the tattoo has some type of significance, I have, I have tattoos on my body that are a representation of something, but like I could have waited. But there are pieces on my body where I'm just like, you don't even understand what the fuck I had to experience, like, spiritually, before I could even let this shit become a, a manifestation of anything. Like, there's nothing to represent this other than a tattoo, because one, the pain feels fucking permanent, and two, because it really feels like somebody's stabbing you on your fucking body involuntarily. You don't voluntarily go through shit that's gonna harm you, I mean, unless, like, you're really looking to be harmed, but... You know, tattoos are such a huge representation of just overall victory from a lot of shit. If you go, like, there again, people will go get tattoos just to get them. But I know people who are like, damn, my grandmother died. I got to put her face on my shoulder, you know, or like my dog died. I have to get a memorial on my shin. Like when you, when you experience something and you finally get a chance to, to make that manifest into something that you can wear for forever and you know that that's why you're doing it, it is a feeling within itself. The thing that I felt like would manifest and it didn't was there was this one guy that I dated or talked to from the time I was 12 until the time I was like 19. I just knew he was going to be my husband because it was just habit. Like I knew him so well and I felt like we knew each other and we stopped talking. It was mutual. It was cool when I was like 19. We just was like, this shit is dumb as fuck. What the fuck? Um, so we just stopped talking. But I just knew that he was going to be my husband. I know for a fact now he's not going to be my husband because like he's like damn near married. But uh -huh. to say that, you know, shit would happen online. But I promise you, that's just not going to happen. He's such a well-rounded individual, though. Like, he's such a, like, smart person. Big up to him. I think he just got his degree, or he's in the process of getting his degree um, in some type of law. And he's one of those, like, I know my shit hood niggas. So, it it's so refreshing to see. And he does this, like, battle rapping. And he has this son who's gorgeous. And his girlfriend just passed. Um, she just graduated. And I think she just graduated law school. So, it's just, like, big ups to them. Like, so much shit is happening. And I'll just look back at the years that we were, like, with each other, talking to each other. I'm like, we were each other's problem. So this just wouldn't have worked getting older <laughs> unless both of us had gotten to the way that we are now. But that just wouldn't have happened together. Yeah. We were really fucking problematic for each other. But shout out to him. Um, I just knew that he was going to be my husband and it just didn't work out. And I'm glad that it did. Um, no shade to him, but like really that just, I would have been this ghetto, simple ass, crazy ass <laughs> woman. Just wouldn't have worked. Um, the three pieces of advice. So, Akira, I told you, like I said before, Akira and I came up with three pieces of advice. Again, they're probably within the range of like, you know, financial, mental, spiritual, whatever, but we didn't categorize them. Mm -hmm. So, I don't have one for the same categories as she does, or we might, or we might have the same, but we don't know. We haven't discussed it yet. Yes. So, I kind of wanted it to be that as well because 
I like for things to be spontaneous and kind of surprising and I, I just I love her mindset so I was like I don't want her to like send it to me I just kind of want it to happen as it happens just so we can have a really organic and raw conversation because like we said you're 20 the years in your 20s your 20s are really really pivotal like a lot happens in this time and you either realize that like this is the foundation for something or you get to 30 and you're like okay scrap all the shit that I just did this doesn't work um so with that being said Akira's gonna start off with her piece of advice and then I'm gonna say my piece of advice so on and so forth and then we'll get up out of here so what is your first piece of advice okay so the first thing I have on my list is don't take yourself too seriously okay um okay. I think that in your 20s especially um it's really a time to just really live it up like I I don't want it to sound like oh I'm 30 now so I know so much but I think that you know when I was 25 I could I could think back on being 18 and I would say to myself oh my god I thought I knew so much I was so serious I was so focused and I didn't even know what I was doing and, you know, that hindsight really is 2020. And looking back on the entire decade of my 20s, I really wish I would have just stopped and, you know, smell the flowers, go on that trip, have an adventure, you know, don't take it so seriously. I think that, you know, I was looking at, you know, 30 under 30 lists of like, oh, these people are so successful and they're doing so well and I need to be like that. And really, you know, that pressure is mostly in your head um the only thing that you need to do is every day try and be a slightly better version of yourself than you were the day before try and learn something every day um try and be more kind every day but don't take it so serious you know don't be so caught up in you know having to be at a specific place at a specific time just enjoy the trip you know we never know when any of us are going to have, you know, someone who we care about who dies or we, you know, have an illness or, an, you know, an accident happens, you know, there's so many things that could happen for no reason and of no circumstances that you put yourself in and everything can be kind of so random that I think it's really important to just live in the moment and enjoy it as much as you can. And everyone will forgive you for your mistakes because we know you're only in your 20s. Um, I, I can definitely to that. Um, <laughs> my first piece of advice is college isn't a necessity for most job fields. Take that gap year and decide on what you really want to do. And it doesn't, I'm not saying that you have to like take that gap year and like find a job or take that gap year and backpack around the world. What I'm saying is that like I can, I can speak for myself and say that I graduated from high school June 4th and I went to college on June 8th. Like that's how quick I got into my university. We had a summer program and they wanted to kind of get us adjusted and acclimated to the idea of being at a university, you know, having that independence. But I realized that I just spent almost like $12,000 for what? Like I, I can't, I'm not doing shit with these credits. I'm now in the social services field. I make a really decent amount of money, but I'm doing something that I love to do, which is help people and to give them the opportunities that most people don't have. And I deal like I work for child support, so I deal with a lot like daily. So it's not just 
conversations in reference to child support i'm talking to people about their character i'm talking to them about their situations at home i'm talking to them about food deserts and just overall just everything i mean there's a, a full spectrum of conversation that i have with these people daily and these people look just like me so i was gonna go into the nursing field and i wanted to be a, a OBGYN, like i wanted to deliver babies but what i realize now is that i don't want to really help bring life into the world i want to deal with the life that's already here because these kids are suffering enough and i'm dealing with their parents and if the parents are any type of reflection of what the fuck goes on at home i really feel for these children so i try to there's only so much that you can do in the interview with these people while you're in office but mm-hmm. i try to make that time count so you know if dad's coming in with an issue about his child support and it sounds like it's more so geared towards some anger that he has with mom it kind of turns into a session of me letting him know like this baby can't suffer because you and mom got beef or if mom comes in and she's being very spiteful and hateful to a man who i guess you know maybe doesn't want to work it out with her anymore or you know he doesn't want to be with her but he wants to be a father i try to get her to understand that those two relationships are two totally different things he doesn't have to deal with you at all you know he but he still wants to be a dad and imagine the villain that you become in your child's life when you deny the child the right to have a parent when the parent didn't do anything wrong he's never put the child in danger he's never you know threatened the child to do he's literally just trying to pick his kid up and spend time with them yeah because you and him have some like underlying issue now he can't do that that's not fair to the child and now the child is suffering and you're trying to figure out why your child's acting the way that they are not even towards you but just in general and why there's so much animosity being built from for a man or from a man who wanted to be there so imagine in the long run when the child can make the decision for themselves and they finally do talk to dad about why he wasn't there and how it became a matter of okay well you know i tried to be there but your mom pushed me away and after so many years of fighting i just gave up imagine when your child comes back to you you're just like well mom what the fuck was that yeah you know so i tried to to talk of course it sometimes goes in one ear not the other but i've had people come back and close their cases out i've had women come in and forgive the arrearages on their cases because they realize like this this isn't a fight between us and it's really refreshing to see i couldn't have done that in college some some things that life really has to teach you just from life itself and i could have got a degree in nursing but i don't feel like i would have impacted as many people as i have now and the route that I'm taking in my life is just so much more, like I said before, free. And I feel like I'm walking in my purpose. Your purpose is going to change throughout the time that you're in your 20s. If you go to college like right after high school and in that first year you feel like this isn't for me, trust your gut. It's not for you. Don't push yourself to get that degree and then get into a field that you fucking hate. You, you might be the type of person that can emotionally adjust, but I am such a strong like just a strong mind person where when shit really doesn't work for me it doesn't work for me and i'm not gonna try to convince myself that i can make it work it doesn't fucking work it's not gonna fucking work i'm not gonna try to make it work if you are in high school and you're like listen all these people are coming to my school and they tell me about this university and it sounds cool but i can't go through another four years of this shit don't go through another four years it's expensive as fuck and you get this piece of paper and to be honest they'll tell you that you don't even have enough experience in the four years that you just fucking suffered to even get the job that you're looking for so exactly you know if you really don't feel that it's for you it really might not be for you and that is okay take the gap year do whatever you're going to do in that gap year don't let anybody guilt you because you're in a gap year your gap year might be a gap decade or it might just be a gap forever that's perfectly fine 
Yeah, I agree 100%. It's kind of similar to what I have number two on my list. Um, I wrote, don't put yourself in a box. Uh, take the time to figure yourself out. Um, and since you kind of touched on that, I, I think I'll kind of expand it in a different direction. I would say find some type of either like mindfulness practice, meditation practice, yoga, um, if you are someone who is involved in your church or whatever your faith is, find something that can give you greater perspective on yourself. So whatever way you find that peace, whether it be, you know, I personally, I, I'm not a religious person. I'm very much a spiritual person. You know, I, I did my time touring religion and trying to figure out what was the best fit. And then I kind of realized that personally they're all pretty similar and when you get down to brass tacks they mm -hmm. teach pretty much all the same thing <laughs> so um figure out what is going to make you feel best um and give you kind of the the spiritual guidance that you need but i think that especially in your 20s it's a great time period and it's a great opportunity to really dive into who you are um unpack all your trauma i think that you know for a long time, I thought I was learning how to be an adult, and really, I'm just unlearning the things that my parents taught me. Um, a lot of the things that they taught me, they thought were for the best, um, and I don't blame them for that, but a lot of those things don't serve me, so I have to you know, take the time and put in the work to kind of unlearn those behaviors and really figure out what things best serve the person that I want to be and the life that I want to live outside of anyone else's expectations. So I will say my number two is, you know, don't put yourself in a box um, and really dive into who you are in, in some form or practice. I, I definitely can agree with that, especially when it comes down to finding some type of practice your mental health is going to be important throughout your entire life but the sooner that you the earlier you develop the, the understanding or the understanding that you matter and that you have to be good to you first before you can be good to anybody else the faster you learn that the easier living your life will be because you understand that being selfish with yourself yourself even for a moment like to get your mental together allows you to be selfless later on for other people so when you can develop the idea that okay if I'm fucked up in the head I can't give advice right now or you know like if I'm going through something right now I can't be the shoulder that people you know can lean on because my plate's already full and being able to admit that and be able to say that and just to be able to be vocal about it the sooner that you get that that idea through your mind and you you adapt to that you live your life more for you and there there would be no box at that point the box doesn't exist because you realize that now that you're happy and you're content with your life you can be so many other things with people it you're the way that you develop just over time especially mentally and spiritually it is a stepping stone to so many other aspects of your life like who you are physically who you are in reference to your, your being integral, who in, in reference to characteristics and beliefs. So many things are just shaped by you having a sound mental and to have sound judgment. And a lot of us don't have that because we're still kind of wrapped around conditioning and traditionalism. But we walk away from those things and 
we we find it for ourselves nobody's saying that you can't be christian you want to be christian be christian but find the understanding of the religion for yourself how does that work for you if you're going to go into you know hinduism how does that work for you if you're going to decide that you're going to be fucking agnostic or if you're just not going to believe in a higher power at all if science is the way to go how does that work for you and that way in your life when you're living your life you're justified by your way of thinking and who you are that nobody can shake that shit so you you become this like powerhouse and when you understand how much power you really pull for yourself you understand how how big of an asset you can be to so many other people because when you're fucked up mentally you're not an asset at all you're literally a liability to all absolutely so it's it's a huge thing and i'm so glad that you said that like don't don't box yourself in there's so many opportunities there's so many different things that you can be doing that once you do cage yourself in and you realize that it's really something as simple as stepping out of the box and living on the other side of fear there's so much shit over here it's really fucking nice it's really fucking relaxing you don't feel as many pressures if you don't like it get back in your box your box is still there but you know it it it, it helps when you just kick the box you burn it you set the bitch on fire it doesn't exist exactly yeah just don't be bound to any uh specific role you know i've i think that a lot of times people are confused when you don't fit kind of one specific generic descriptor like oh so you like to paint and you have a dog and you're kind of artsy but also you work in banking and you like jeep wranglers and guns and you're kind of liberal on some stuff and you're kind of conservative on some stuff and you also meditate and you believe in the universe and you like psychedelics and you listen to all kinds of it's just like people don't know how to how to interact with people unless they have kind of like a set protocol but I think as a group, we're all kind of getting better at understanding that everyone is kind of an individual and the only way that you can really know and understand them is to give them time um, to show you who they are as opposed to trying to make snap judgments about everyone's character. So with that in mind, just you know, don't feel constrained to what someone else thinks they know about you or even what you think you know about yourself. Continue to, to grow and explore, you know break out of the box i lived in a box for a long time it's not fun me too (laughs) um the second thing i have on my list and it's in regards to like actual like your sexual being um Mm. relationships aren't always the end game sometimes you're gonna sleep with that person and that's okay like all you're gonna do is sleep with them i love that you're gonna do is hook up with a person and it's okay whole phases i'm not even talking about a whole phase because some people have them some people don't what I know is that I didn't really start to understand that statement until I had a whole face. I was this woman, this young woman, growing up thinking that, like, he has to love you in order for you to to give it up. Like, in order for you to have sex with this person, no matter how good he looks, no matter how good she looks, if they don't, if they don't want to be with you, like, if there's no relationship brewing, you can't have sex with that person. Little did I know that I was stifling myself because when I finally did understand this shit, I went off. I'm like, what? He looks good. She looks good. They both look good together. Let's do this. And it's okay. It's okay to have these sexual sexual experiences. It's okay to have kinks. It's okay to have fetishes. It's okay to have all the, it's when it's healthy, when it's healthy. I'm not talking about going over here, slot you coochie cross everybody, getting all kinds of STDs. Kind of shit like that. That's not what I'm saying. Don't live that fucking free. But what I'm saying is that if you come across a person who respects you, like even 
even if it comes down to like dogging you in the end like where you guys don't work out like he's a fuckboy what i'm saying is is that if you see that person and you want to fuck on that person and you can justify fucking on that person do it yeah nobody's saying that like in the end of this you you don't even have to get this man's number i always recommend that you get a name in case something happens you know who you know like you have a starting point but you don't have to get too far into the you know to the the conversation of things or even really getting to know that person one night stands are perfectly fine if you start talking to a person you guys go through this you know dating phase where you're just fucking on each other for a little bit and then you don't fuck on each other anymore because you know you guys just realize that time is wore off or it's no longer fun that's fine if you fuck on a person you really start to like them in a relationship bruise that's cool too but i think as people well what we used to because now what twitter be lit um now it's just like we don't we don't have those same restraints we just like we fucking on everybody like and there's so many different like alphabets to the lgbtq community now that there's people lesbian gay bisexual transgender question all these there's literally a plethora of types of people that you could fuck on do it do it do it do it as long as it's not going to cause you any type of physical or like mental harm it's not going to scar you or cause any type of trauma do it fuck on them they look good open your mouth and say you want to fuck on them fuck on them protect it just do it and don't feel any guilt about it don't let anybody shame you or shame your body that's another thing like be your sexual self exude that sexual energy don't try to encase it like it's not healthy no it's healthy as fuck be who you be just be comfortable be responsible like as long as you live your life responsibly in reference to everything that you do there's really very few problems in life like as long as you're not harming physically or causing trauma to other people i say fucking do it especially when it comes down to sex because you're gonna get to a point where you get this partner and maybe they don't experience you know want to experience the things that you want to experience you can at least say that you've experienced it that's wow, my biggest thing. that that was a word that was <laughs> i feel like you were speaking to me because i definitely um am expanding my horizons in some ways because i very much have always been kind of the oh well i don't know i don't really like him that much so i'm not gonna i don't know i i am very quick to as i as i say i pull the e-brake you know you'd be you'll be like okay okay this is fine this is fine this is fine skirt no this is not okay i gotta get out of here um and that's mostly because I'm usually in my own head and I can be an overanalyzer and I can be thinking too many steps down the road um, instead of just enjoying whatever is in the moment. So I agree wholeheartedly. I think that that's a really good tidbit, especially in your 20s. In your 20s, live it up, girl. There's so much shit that could happen in your 20s. Like, by the time you're 30, you're just solidified in certain shit that you want. Like, I feel like when you're 30, people say, like, by the, when you're 30, that's when you're really fucking grown. Imagine being this grown-ass woman who just, like, likes some shit. And they're like, well, how do you know that you like that shit? Because I, I did that shit. And it's, like, a signature thing for me now. Like, that's my shit. Grow up to be that aunt or grow up to be that uncle. Grow up to be that mom or dad where you don't have any hindrances to your life because what you'll start to do is you'll also and i think about this with my son like i am a very sexual person like i have this sexual energy about me i like being sexy i like being this person i like being very free i if you're gonna i guess put me under some type of bracket i am a bisexual female i like men and women when it comes to raising my son i'm not gonna be giving him like sex tips i'm not gonna be like yeah do this do that 
the thing is is that I don't want my son to ever come to me and say like well mommy I think or mom I think that you know I want to try this out during sex or you know like I had this thought in my head and I don't think that it's the right kind of thought why would I want to choke a female or you know like why would I want to you know like just different things why do I like women's feet why do I like women's breasts like why am I looking at this woman and I'm sexualizing her and it's healthy to explain to your your children it's healthy to explain to anybody who has that question that certain things you're just going to do because you have hormones and because you're a human being I just want my son to be as free as I am like my parents were very fucking open with me about things they were never like too much it was never inappropriate at least in my mind it was never inappropriate um, there was nothing ever like inappropriately done in my face or anything of that nature but my parents were so open like my dad was really open about kinks and things of that nature when like I would giggle about shit and he's like oh no like people actually like that you know growing up you should try not to shame people who like you know doing this or who like doing that or That's I would say awesome. things about like BDSM and I'm like well why the fuck because we lived in a really weird neighborhood. I'm like, why the fuck is this lady walking around with this, like, lingerie on outside? My mom's like, no, this will actually exist. My mom's like, you know, this is this. Or I think one time I was on the bus, and, like, this boy was talking about a dildo. And I was like, mommy, what the fuck? Like, some boy said something about a dildo. And I was like, do you know what a dildo is? I'm like, no. And, like, she showed me pictures of it online. And she's like, this is what people use them for. And, you know, like, when you get older, if you decide to use sex toys, like, this is the proper way to use them and clean them. And all. Oh, wow. Well, your parents were like. They were so open. My dad's like, listen, men like getting their ass ate. Like, it's a thing. Don't let. Listen, oh, my don't. God. And my dad was so fucking open. He's like, don't. Don't let any man, like, tell you that that's some gay shit or some shit like that. Like, masculine men get their ass ate. Masculine men eat ass. There are men who don't like it, but don't shame people into certain shit. My dad has that's a foot fetish. He's amazing. like, that shit is, you know, like, fetishes are normal. People really, like, like things and it brings them pleasure. That's what a fetish is. Because I couldn't understand it at first. I'm like, my dad's fucking weird looking at people's feet and his eyes get all fucking big fucking weirdo. But that's not weird. Like, they let me know that certain shit is weird. Pedophilia is fucking weird. Like, that's, that's... some shit that they really really like made me recognize but fetishes and shit my parents were like no this is some shit and I always ask questions as a kid like shit I was hearing out you know outside or maybe like I'm over a friend's house and maybe their parents are just like really open I think I found porn once at a friend's house I'm like why is people fucking on television mom was like people actually get paid to do that shit and like I was like well is it like a good salary she's like I mean I don't know I never looked at the salary of a porn star let's check it together like are they making money I mean oh wow you know and my mom was honest like I personally wouldn't want you to become a porn star I don't want to see your vagina on the internet I'm just saying like this is how much money they make and you know like growing up I still had principles and morals so I'm just like well I don't want my pussy on the internet either you know not because it's morally unjust but because I don't know how I don't want my pussy on the internet so I grew up in a very it wasn't orthodox at all it wasn't really traditional at all in most things they still had this like foundation <coughs> of getting married and all that good shit because they were married but a lot of shit like sexually my parents were like this shit is normal stop looking at that man weird this is shit that people do and I find that now that I'm the age that I am it's really fucking refreshing because I've done so much that I know if my parents heard that I did it they would still look at me like not my fucking child (laughs) what the fuck we didn't talk about that but they would also understand like well damn we also didn't limit her when she was a child so what the fuck can we say um my best friend and i had like a sex positive podcast my mom would like listen to a few episodes she's like y'all raunchy as fuck but like you're not telling no lies and her mom's the same way she's just like listen if you're gonna have anal sex this is the best way to do it like you know y'all older now so it's just refreshing to be around adults who understand that we're adults when you're in your 20s don't 
don't hinder yourself like go to sex clubs again responsibly go to sex clubs have threesomes have or just do that shit if that's what the fuck is on your mind and you're curious about it just do it just do it safely that's it just be sexually liberated and do that shit I want to be like you when I grow up. I'm telling you, shit is is it's a beautiful fucking thing over here. <laughs> yeah, I had the opposite experience of that growing up, but I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's your third thing? Okay, um, number three, and I think that this is a is an important lesson that I finally learned toward the end of my twenties, and that is, love doesn't mean you should be together. Don't hold Ooh. on too tightly. And that goes for friendship as much as relationships. That is a word. That is a dream drop. Oh my god. And it took me a long time to realize that because especially I think in your 20s, coming out of your teen years, um, I think you're a little bit more mature and you are thinking that, you know, whatever this feeling I have for this person isn't like anything that I've experienced before because you get past that, you know, that puppy love and you get to the point where you really have these like genuine, strong, crazy connections to people sometimes. And especially when you're going through that for the first time that it it feels real and you're in a place where the world is telling you, you know, now's the time to get married. Now's the time to start a family. It can feel like, oh, okay, so this is it. And just because you love someone and even they love you too, that does not mean that you should be together. That does not mean that you're the right people for one another. And even in your friendships, like there are friends that I, to this day, I love them to death, but they are not in my life. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you grow apart. Sometimes, you know, you're just heading down different paths. Sometimes... You have to let people go so that they can go on their own journey and they can grow. Um, And I think that that's something really, really important to take away is, you know, even though this person feels like you're everything and you might be theirs, that doesn't mean that it's necessarily forever. And it's important to be open-minded, you know, enjoy whatever you have while you have it, understanding that all things do come to an end and whether that end be you know 60 years from now when one of you passes or you know six months from now when one of you is kind of over this whatever the situation don't hold on too tight you know it's it's good to have things that you care enough about that you want them to be there but Honestly, you're going to end up hurting yourself and probably hurting that other person more than you need to if you are, you know, death grip, kung fu grip. I don't ever want to lose you. I don't ever want to let you go. It can get really unhealthy. It can get really codependent. And I think it's important to understand that anybody who's in your life should be a compliment, but they shouldn't be a necessity. Um... Not in like a bad way, where it's that you don't care about them, but in a way where you understand that you are whole and complete uh, with or without anyone else who's there. Um, So yeah, that was a really big lesson that I learned toward, you know, probably 28, 29, where I was like, oh, I can totally, you know, still think the moon and the stars of you and love you to the core of my being and still know that 
you're not my person, you're not my forever, and that's okay. You know, we had great times, and we learned a lot, and we both grew a lot, but, you know, the next chapter of my journey is doesn't include you the way that these have. So, I think that that's a good one. <laughs> It took me a while to understand just because I was, I've always been like this, not even hopeless romantic, but I've been this lover. And it's just like, now I understand that relationships just, you know, aren't everything. Or even just like friendships, anything doesn't, it doesn't have to last forever if it's going to bring me anything but happiness. But just in all of that, I've also just began to understand that love don't hurt so love don't hurt it really makes me develop a a a wall for certain people like you said you can love them all day long but they're not in your life i have to put this protective barrier up now because although i love you you're hurting me and love don't hurt so because i love you and because somebody has to be the bigger person in this and apparently this doesn't hurt you as bad as it hurts me I'm going to go ahead and be the bigger person for the both of us and walk away from this because you're not to my betterment or to my blessings at this point now. Yep. And all this is causing is more issues. And although, you know, I'm really a part of the issue because I'm staying through this and I'm enabling this at the same token, I'm accepting this as well. So you don't even know to change the behavior, no matter if I'm passive aggressive to you or not, I haven't left yet. So apparently it's just, this is normal for us. I don't want, hurting each other to be normal so i definitely to that um my third thing is really simple don't hold it in say that shit Mm. like that if if it's hurting you if it's bothering you if it's making you happy if it's bringing in a certain amount of money if you have something positive you want to share with people if there's advice that you feel like you just it's compelled in your heart to give and that person is receptive to it say that shit don't hold it in understand the difference in sharing your opinion with people who didn't ask for it and who aren't gonna heed to that at all to your advice or your opinion understand the difference in that and actually having something to say that needs to be said in reference to you say that shit if something happened to you when you were a child and that adult is still going around kids don't hold it and say that shit if something happened in the family and it's causing you know a rift between you and your mom because your mom was wrong or because you were wrong and you finally want to apologize and you feel like you're sitting at the thanksgiving table and right now it's not the right time but it's fucking sitting in your stomach like word vomit pull your mom to the side and say that shit like do what you have to do in order to get that out because walking around with that shit on your heart and in your gut like it hurts on your heart but it's this pain in your stomach when you don't say what the fuck it is that you mean to say or something that you really intend to say how people take it is how people take it but when you you really gift the words to somebody with certain intent that cannot be misinterpreted say that shit open your mouth and say that shit if it's something good you want to share if you're in love with the person if you're in like or lust or something if you have an idea and you're around trusted beings like understand your surroundings understand time and place but at the same token create those environments as well manifest those environments to the point where you can say and you can do and you can be just who you are and what you intend to be and what you intend to say if it's not being given to you create that shit don't hold it in say that shit make that shit manifest say it from your chest make it happen don't live your life with what ifs what if you had said it what if you had done it don't hold it in say that shit yeah and uh to kind of piggyback on that girl delete the lol from the end of that text message what let him know 
Man, oh my, what? Delete the LOL. Delete, delete it. it. Delete he needs it. He needs to understand your tone. This is not oh. a joke. You know you're not joking. It's okay. If he gets mad, you're better off without him. Girl, put the per my last email in the email to your supervisor. <laughs> Say that shit. Stop letting people play with you. Say that exactly. shit. Say exactly. that shit. Girl, take the LOL out. Say, girl, what? What? Like, we are done. Like, that, that, <laughs> just, that was church in itself. Like, past the collection plate. We are done. That, what? Take the LOL. <laughs> what? I might have to change the title of this. Take the LOL. <laughs> yeah, that's something that I've that I've come to know well, you know, you go to say something to someone and then you put that little LOL on the end because you don't want to seem too harsh. Just take the LOL out. Just take it out. Oh, take the LOL. Y'all, I'm fucked up, okay? Like, she just, she just, my edges gone. I don't know where they are. I can find them. It's okay. Um, I appreciate you for coming in the safe space and kicking it with me. Hopefully this will be the first of many. I love this conversation. I love this energy. I just Thank love, you so much. I love this. I love this. No, thank you. Is there any projects or anything, any links that you need me to drop? Uh, anything that you're doing right now that you want the people to follow? Um, right now, I would say you can follow me on Instagram, at Akira Moonwalker. You can check out my podcast. It's called Adulthood Anonymous. Listening to this interview you might be surprised at some of the crazy ratchet shit that i say um we it's me and my brother we do get a little rowdy sometimes so please be understanding (laughs) that the podcast is live unscripted and uncut um but it's just about being an adult and trying to figure out how to do that (laughs) um so it's called adulthood anonymous it's your weekly adulting support group we are coming back finally after all of this quarantine and we are basically on all platforms so you know spotify google play uh apple music or excuse me apple podcasts adult anonymous we're the only one and you can follow us on instagram also at adulthood anonymous okay like we got projects going on yes libations to you yes so many ashes um, and I'll put all of her information in the bibliography down below so you guys can check her out. Um, you guys know that you can follow me at D-E-M-C-H-A-K-R-A-S each and everywhere that you can find me. Um, I love y'all. I love y'all. Nobody's told you today. Please let me be the first to say that I like you and I love you. And I will see you guys when I see y'all because I'm not going to promise y'all next week. <laughs> Bye.